0: Welcome to the Slay and Thrive Podcast, where we make crushing your goals feel like self-care. This is the show that helps high-energy women trapped in self-destructive patterns cultivate an unapologetic, loving body transformation through spiritual and personal development. On this podcast, you'll learn about dynamic eating psychology principles, mindset, shadow integration, and manifestation. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, a health and energy guide, unicorn lover, and Amazon best-selling author. I am so delighted to be on this journey with you. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode, Slay and Thriver. Today, we are going deep into mindset, and winning the inner game today. Quick note on the inner game, we just did our Worthy Cultivating Enoughness from Within workshop this past Saturday, and I truly believe it was one of the most impactful and valuable trainings I have ever put together, and the women that were there live echoed those sentiments. So if you would like to catch the replay for that, it will be in the Slay and Thrive Facebook group. I'll leave it up there for about 30 days and I'll include the link to the Facebook group in the episode description. And on to today's episode. If you find yourself often thinking about what you don't want or focused on what isn't working, this episode is for you. If you want some potent strategies for getting your brain on your side more and more often, this episode is also for you. Some people might skip this episode because they're like, mindset, whatever. But seriously, our thoughts and our perspectives change everything. I'm going to start by sharing how two best-selling authors the exact same story and came to completely different conclusions. This matters because it shows how much our perspective will change our reality. It changes it first by creating a certain type of operating system, and that operating system will lead us to take a certain set of actions in a certain flavor of energy. That combination of perspective, focus, energy, and action will lead to specific outcomes and results. So today I'm going to share these two opposing perspectives on the same story and talk about the different outcomes those two perspectives can create. I'm going to share what this means for you and the perspectives you might have about certain areas of your life. I'm also going to give you some insights on how you can choose the most aligned, transformative perspective in all areas, especially those areas that feel a little tricky, and some of the option steps you can take to turn that new perspective into reality. All right. Let's dive into this story by these two best-selling authors. We first stumbled across this story in the book Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday. If you have not read this book, I would 10 out of 10 recommend. It is such a great resource for cultivating physical, mental, and emotional inner peace. It's really what this book was all about cultivating a non-chaotic, peaceful, still relationship to all aspects of life. When the author shares this story about Michael Jordan in a chapter titled, "Conquer Your Anger. The story is about this time in 2009 when Michael Jordan was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Ryan Holiday writes, Michael Jordan spent nearly a half hour listing and responding to every slight he'd ever received in his career. Standing at the podium in a tone that feigned lightheartedness, but was clearly deeply felt and deeply angry. He complained of media naysayers and of his college co- coach at North Carolina, Dean Smith, who had not touted him as a promising freshman in a 1981 interview of Sports Illustrated. So that was the quote. And he continues to talk about how in this speech, Michael Jordan points out this coach that once cut him from a team. And he talks about how he wanted to prove to this guy that he made a mistake. And this fueled his very successful basketball career, successful by anyone's standards really. So again, this chapter was called Conquer Your Anger, and it was all about how counterproductive anger is and how it could become even the most successful person's downfall. That was the first perspective, and Ryan Holiday wrote it in such a way that reaffirmed that perspective. For example, how does he know that Michael Jordan was feigning lightheartedness? How could he possibly know that? However, writing it there cements this idea that his anger was causing him suffering and a lack of stillness, right? Perspective number one, conquer your anger. Michael Jordan is an unevolved, bitter person who's holding on to all these resentments. Okay, that was our first perspective. And then last year, more recently, I read the book Rejection Proof by Jia Jing. Pretty sure I'm pronouncing that right. I looked it up, so forgive me if I am mispronouncing it. Another really great book, especially if you're someone like me who has a lot of rejection sensitivity, which I think many, many of us, if not all of us, have to some degree. The goal of this book, Rejection Proof, was very different. So the author also struggled a lot with rejection sensitivity. You could see how it was holding him back in certain areas of his life. So he did this really cool experiment where he set out to get rejected a hundred times. And he did all these different experiments. For example, he knocked on this stranger's house and said, hey, can I go play soccer in your backyard? He went into a donut shop and asked the donut lady there if she could create this donut that was in the shape of the Olympic rings all these things where people are probably going to say no to you and you're putting yourself out there and you're risking rejection. And throughout this book, he talks about the insights and takeaways he got about becoming rejection proof. Now, he shared the exact same story about Michael Jordan, but this is what he has to say instead. Jordan said that each rejection put so much wood on that fire that it kept me each and every day trying to get better as a basketball player. For someone like me, who achieved a lot over the course of my career, you look for any kind of messages that people may say or do to get you motivated to play the game of basketball at the highest level because that is when I feel like I sell at my best. He goes on to say, Jordan is not alone. The more I looked into it, the more I was astonished by how many and how often successful people convert rejection into personal fuel. Okay, let's talk about this. Two best-selling authors took that same story and reached entirely different conclusions. And ask yourself, do you think listening to the case that both of them made which do you believe to be true is it true that michael jordan is holding on to a lot of uncontrolled anger and bitterness which is keeping him from achieving deep inner peace or Is it true that Michael Jordan is this badass beast who went out and took a bunch of rejections and used them to fan the flames of his motivation and create this epic life and career for himself? You can take either of these stories and go comb through the events of his life and articles and all the media about him to find examples that would prove your case, which Ryan Holiday did and which Gia J did. All of this starts with your perspective, what you're trying to prove in the first place, because whatever your perspective is and whatever you're trying to prove, your brain is going to scan for the evidence to support that perspective. So the what is only part of the equation as well, that what is the perspective you have. You also want to ask yourself why you're trying to prove a certain story to be true. Both of these authors were telling different stories and driving home different points. So they were telling the stories from very different lenses. One of the things I really loved about these two stories was how one of them was a sleigh story and one of them was a thrive story. So Jia Jiang is telling a story that is pure sleigh. He tells the story of an athlete who was rejected and overlooked and how he took all that fuel and used it to slay his way through his career. And I don't think anybody could say that he has not been successful. When you think about successful basketball players, Michael Jordan is probably one of the first, not the first that pops into your brain, even if you are like me and do not watch sports at all. Meanwhile, Ryan Holiday Weaves together this narrative that is about thriving because I believe some of the key ingredients to thriving are inner peace, inner stillness, and forgiveness. Now we're coming back to this question again which one of these men is right? Which perspective is truth? And you can definitely decide for yourself because we're all going to have different perspectives. In my opinion, they are both true to a degree. You can make a case for either of these perspectives when you look for the evidence and find the examples, as each of these authors did. Then you can ask yourself, if you're kind of bringing this back to your own personal development journey, which of these perspectives might I need in my own life? Because we're always hearing these stories and processing them through the lens of what we're going through today. So ask yourself, which of these perspectives might I need to move me forward? Is there some anger I need to let go of? Or have I been rejected or wronged somewhere? And can I, to a degree, take that rejection and that betrayal and use it to make something magical and use it to get better and grow? So again, one of these stories was pure slay, one was pure thrive. However, this is not the slay, slay, slay show or the thrive, thrive, thrive show. This show is about getting into that masculine slay energy and into your feminine thrive energy simultaneously. You can choose to see rejections and setback as fuel to work harder and prove people wrong to a degree. The challenge is when you lean in to one story too much and ignore the other. Both of these perspectives have value. Because if you continue to hold grudges and feel bitterness towards everyone who has ever wronged you for years on end, your sense of inner peace and happiness will suffer. However, I also think you run the risk of missing out on some great fuel for success. If you lean too far into Ryan Holiday's perspective, you almost spiritually bypass a little bit. You're not processing the difficult emotions of being rejected and not being seen and heard and valued. You can actually use that as fuel. I know I 100% have. I experienced a lot of rejection and a lot of... Turbulent relationships in my early 20s, and I'm not making those people wrong for it. I called them in based on what I believe to be true about men, about people, about life. And also, after those difficult relationships, I chose to use those as jumping off points to get better and to grow, to become someone who valued herself so much that I didn't need to worry about who else valued me or who didn't. And also, there is a place for, on the other side of that, forgiving and for seeing the bigger picture and for knowing your own role in the situation and seeing how any relationship, however painful, was instrumental to growth in some way. So, I share these two stories to highlight the power of your perspective and how it can help create your reality. And there's a few takeaways I would love for you to take away from today's episode. The first is that your perspective is an invention. The meaning you assign to something is an, is an invention. Another person could experience the exact same thing as you and reach an entirely different conclusion. We talked about this in the live workshop I just did as well. We talked about siblings who grew up in the same household with the same parents with the same life search situations. Every single one of those siblings is going to grow up and have a different perspective on life and that then is going to change the reality they create for themselves. Now if your perspective is an invention and you have full creative power you can choose a brand new perspective. If the one you have right now doesn't serve you. There might be circumstances like this story with Michael Jordan where there are actually two perspectives that both have value and you might want to practice holding both perspectives in mind and choosing to lean more into the perspective that serves you in a given moment when you need it. However, there are often times when we have a perspective that does not serve us at all. Often we'll carry these limiting beliefs about ourselves and our capabilities. From there, we can often create perspectives that limit us and cause us to filter for everything that's wrong. And in doing that, in having that perspective and that filter being present, we create these unnecessarily bleak realities. This became so clear for me back in mid-January, where I basically hit rock bottom in a few ways. I am usually tigger in Candyland about my goals and my dreams and my life, and I'm going to be honest, for a while there, about a week, I was basically Eeyore trapped in purgatory. Like, poor Chris didn't know what to do because he said he's never seen me like this in the four or five years he's ever known me and the problem was I had created this bleak perspective this perspective that nothing was working and everything was wrong and of course your girl likes some drama so it was extra dramatic and because I had this filter all I could see was everything that wasn't working and everything that seemed wrong Fortunately, I had a moment where I was writing in my journal that was a huge breakthrough moment for me. So I had this journal prompt and I want to share it. It is not my journal prompt. It came to me from a mentor, Romy Marlowe, and the journal prompt was, where have I been giving up responsibility for my happiness to external circumstances? I'm going to repeat that because that is such a good journal prompt. Where have I been giving up responsibility for my happiness to external circumstances? This was a light bulb moment and it highlighted the root cause of so much of my suffering during that short period. One of my core values is ownership and personal responsibility and I had not been taking responsibility. I was letting outside circumstances influence my state, and my sense of self. As soon as I realized this, I consciously chose a new perspective. I reminded myself that I get to generate my own state and my own emotions. I do it through my focus, through my perspective, and through my actions. I reminded myself that I am responsible for my own happiness. I reminded myself that so much of happiness starts with the perspective we have. I'm not even kidding. From there, it was night and day. I changed my perspective to it's all working out for me. We've already manifested the life of my dreams and everything is amazing. With this as my new perspective, everything changed. When 90% of This was honestly the shift in perspective alone. We took a few different actions and I shifted some priorities around so that they were more in in alignment and I made a few decisions. But other than that, most of this change came from the filter of suddenly noticing everything that was amazing and all the little things that continued to work out in my favor. So this work on perspective can create so much magic and change so much. As we wrap up today, I hope this has got you thinking about some of the stories and perspectives you have around your own goals and your own life circumstances. And I would love to leave you with a few questions. Maybe you want to journal on these or just think about them as you're driving in your car or out for a walk or whatever it is you're doing. And after you've answered them mentally or on paper, you can start to ask yourself, how can I take action to live out the answers to these questions? So here are a few questions for you. Number one, what am I trying to prove by adopting a certain perspective? Number two, do I even want to prove myself right? Or am I leaning into this perspective out of habit? These are especially great questions to ask if you find yourself with thoughts like, I always go back to old habits, or I can't seem to figure out how to get past this. And question number three, what perspective would move me forward? What would I need to think on a regular basis to create the reality desire? Once you ask these questions and consciously make some tweaks to your perspective, the next thing you want to do is start looking for evidence of this new perspective, from the big signs to the little synchronicities. You have the power to create your reality through the thoughts you think and the internal stories you tell. And at any moment, you can make revisions and upgrades that serve you and your goals on a higher level. And that is today's episode for you. As always, I want to thank you for hanging out with me this week. And again, if you want some extra support, I have that limited time replay of the Worthy Workshop in the Facebook group. Beyond that, I can't wait to connect with you in a future episode. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the show. If you want to connect with a community of other amazing women who are conquering their goals, taking massive action, and loving themselves through the process, I invite you to join my Facebook community, Slay and Thrive 365. You'll get weekly challenges, motivation, support, and accountability as you move towards your goals. Hope to see you there very soon.